Do you travel for a living and struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle like I do? Or maybe you just struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle in general. This is the Road to Health podcast and I am Tamar, your host for this adventure. I travel for business often, which presents some challenges in terms of achieving and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Join me on my perfectly imperfect journey as I implement the strategies I've learned from the coaches I work with and interview on my show to lose 40 pounds by June 1st, 2020. I don't always manage to resist the temptations that come from traveling for business, but by working on a few key areas of my mental and physical health, I'm managing to get healthier as I go. No one needs to take this journey alone. So if you struggle to make healthy choices on the road like I do, join me for this ride on the road to health. Well-traveled, well-lived. Hey everyone, Tamar here from the Road to Health podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. As I record this, I am looking out the window. It's another beautiful sunny day. Not sure what the weather is like where you are, but I really appreciate the sun. If I had it my way right now, I would be somewhere where it's sunny all year round and warm and I could wear flip-flops and shorts year round, which one day that is a dream of mine. I want to make that happen. But for now, you know what? I will take the sunny days here when we can get them. And that brings up something uh, that I wanted to chat about quickly is that I've been doing this practice with a friend of mine, Chris McPeak from the Elevate Your 8 podcast. Since January, it's called an appreciation rant. And I believe this, uh, she learned this from JJ Flazanes. But what it is, is you phone somebody and you leave a three minute voicemail or as long as that uh, their, their phone will allow you to leave voicemail. And you mention all the things every day that you appreciate. So it's kind of nice because when Chris phones me in the morning and leaves one, usually midday, I take a listen and I get to hear all the things that she appreciates. And of course, I do the same for her. And I, I bring that up just because I think right now it's, you know, we really have to look a little harder at the things that we appreciate because life has changed so drastically. And this is just something that, you know, I started doing with another friend of mine. It's it's helped me so much. I've noticed that, you know, prior to all this COVID-19 stuff, I was doing it. And if I had a really busy travel schedule or maybe I was, you know, stressed out or just tired, waking up in the morning and then getting on the road and leaving Chris that that message, I really thought that three minutes would be a struggle and Today it's kind of entertaining because a lot of times we'll be in the middle of our rants and we get cut off. So it's, believe it or not, once you get into this, it, it almost turns into a five or six minute appreciation rant. Now, I get cut off at the four minute and 15 seconds, so I have to make sure I'm constantly checking my phone. But it has been an absolute game changer. It's It brings kind of the gratitude journaling to a whole new level. And, you know, you kind of almost get to share ideas in the process, which is very, very cool. So I've been doing this every single day pretty much uh, with Chris since January, and we still continue to do it. And, you know, we could turn this probably into like a six-minute appreciation rant. But 
I wanted to share that just because I left one this morning and it just really teaches you to say it out loud and put it out there what you appreciate. So for any of you that are looking for something to kind of change things up right now and do things a little bit different, it is also nice to hear a friend's voice every single day. And it just, I find that it really, really uplifts you. And speaking of appreciate, I want to read one of my Apple podcast reviews because without you guys listening, um, I couldn't do this. I wouldn't have a show. And so I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you all. I have developed this absolute love um, for doing what I'm doing. I love recording episodes. I love interviewing people. And I just really hope from the bottom of my heart that you know, um, not only my story, but the story of others really helps to inspire you because I know that when I first got sober, being able to listen to somebody who had been sober for a while and talk about how their life was and then how their life is now really changed my idea of hope, right? It really gave me that hope that I could do this as well. And that's really the meaning of the show. I know that Typically, I travel and I focus on learning how to get healthy when I'm on the road because that's a real struggle for me. But right now, since I'm not traveling, I want to release some extra episodes, especially the interviews, because I think now is a time to really focus on our health. And, you know, when I talk about health, I don't just mean physical health. I mean, you know, physical, mental, spiritual, because all of that has become kind of a package for me. And so... I, this uh, review comes from Fat Keto Girl, and it said, this is a must listen. Tamar makes it seem like you're having coffee with a friend every episode. She's so down to earth and genuine. It's refreshing take to hear from someone as they work towards their goals and learn right alongside. Thank you so much, Fat Keto Girl, for leaving that review. It means the world to me, and I think you guys are the reason why this show uh, is still around and I really appreciate you. So just wanted to give you a shout out this morning. That brings me to my next guest, my friend Corey Conklin from Select Savory Seasonings. Corey and I were part of the Meat and Bricks Challenge together, hosted by Adam Shibley, Danny Vega, and Robert Sykes. As you know, I really struggled in this challenge. Part of it was because I was traveling my third week in, so it was really difficult to eat meat only while I was away for the week. But Corey was such a big part of this group because he would share recipes that he was trying. He's an avid cook. He lives a keto-based lifestyle. And he's also got a website, which I'm going to list in the show notes. And, you know, he experiments with different recipes and food and he posts them. And this really helped to keep things exciting and, you know, not allow you to get bored. And so he was also incredibly encouraging and motivating. So I really am so grateful that I got to meet Corey. I love how his seasonings are. He calls them addictive free or, um, you know, there it's no added sugar basically and so what he'll do is if you suggest uh, some sort of a spice or seasoning if he doesn't already have it he will try and recreate it and if you head into my Facebook group which is the road to health podcast he actually has a post in there it has a discount code so you can use road to health to save I think it was 15% I'm not 100% sure if you go back and check it out I'll make sure I have that in the show notes as well but you can get a discount on the spices and you can also he's very interactive so if there's any ideas that you have 
list them there go check out his recipes and for now i really just hope that you guys enjoy this conversation that we had hey Corey, thank you so much for being on the show today how you doing i am wonderful how about yourself i am doing fantastic so um you are i mean you're a lot of things you're the founder of select savory seasonings you're an avid cook a food smoker a griller Mm -hmm. um, and of course you live a keto lifestyle we met through uh, the meat and bricks challenge which was yep. in january and you know just curious i mean i really struggle with meat and bricks only because i love my veggies and i love my cheese <laughs> so but you did really well on it so tell us about yep. that um it wasn't as difficult on my end I, the cheese yes that's tough but uh, over the years it's just been a mindset shift um in the past it was I'd give in easily, you know, it's like, I'd have something Oh well, you know, the next day I did it yesterday. So today I'll start again on Monday. Yeah. And I've just finally gotten to the point that my mindset is such that, um, I'm not quite halfway to the, to the end and I don't want to survive until it's time to go home. I want to thrive right. until the Lord calls me home. And, um, for most of my life, I've been overweight. I've been as heavy as 280 pounds and needing size 50 pants. Um, I did at one point lose 90 pounds, uh, wasn't doing any exercise or anything, but I definitely got leaner, or smaller, lighter. And then again, as usual, a holiday came along, started eating stuff I shouldn't have over Christmas and put 50 of that back on. And I struggled for quite a while until 2017, um, when my wife just half jokingly said, Hey, let's see who can lose 50 pounds or 10 pounds the fastest. She doesn't have 50 pounds to lose, let alone 10 pounds to lose. So, and it, it just, it finally clicked, you know, I'm telling my kids they have to eat this way and I'm not really doing it. Um, I have kids I want to be here for. I'm hoping to have grandkids I want to be here for. I've got a wife. I, I need to do this, not for me, which has always been the, the case in the past. I've always wanted to just lose weight. Um, I, I have reasons here that I have to get healthy. And then a lot of that also in listening to podcasts and stuff, it's it's longevity it's again it's it's thriving not just surviving um i like to joke that i want to be more consistent when i become 70 years old and run around and embarrass kids on the ultimate frisbee course <laughs> i've got a ways to go i'm not a i'm definitely not a world-class athlete um or i'd like to be uh like a, a sweet lady in our church mrs freeze lived to be i think 100 years old but in her early 90s she would joke hey i'm going to go to the nursing home and work, help out the old folks today she's 90 the old folks were in their seventies Wow! and she lived on her own. She just, she was an old, I mean, grew up on the farm and everything else lived by herself. And you know, that's what I want to be. I want to be 90 years old going out and people going, wow, look at you. You're no, no, I'm older than you think. And so that a mindset shift really has helped out with that. So that now with uh, meat and bricks, um, it, it wasn't difficult. Uh, veggies, I, I can live without them. Um, they just, they don't, I don't crave them at all. Uh, now, like I said, the dairy and the cheese was difficult, but hey, for I can do it for 30 days. Uh, that's really easy to, to just, for me to, to have that focus of it's 30 days, it's not that difficult. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna buckle down and stick to it. Uh, now the following month when I put all the dairy and the cheese and the creams back in, uh, didn't really gain much weight per se, but I did um, probably uh, just retain some more water. Mm -hmm. uh, through February and then in March I started on um, Danny Vega's uh, keto carnivore cut because I'd been 
at the same general weight for so long, it's been driving me nuts. Right. And uh, for the last, let's see, now it's 28 days, uh, been consistent. It was interesting traveling. I was at low carb Denver. So I was like, Oh, I can't weigh my food. So I had to guess came back and still had, had lost weight. I just decided to eat breakfast. So it was just bacon, eggs and sausage. I had to hope I had my macros, right. Um, and amazingly enough, um, nothing, you know, with all that's going on around us, it, it hasn't bothered me. I haven't sat there and go, Oh man, I'm just, I'm so stressed out. I'm going to go eat X, Y, and Z. Uh, it's just been, Nope. I've got another, uh, see here, three, four days for the, the challenge and then turn around into reverse diet back out of it for about two months to, because if I go back to eating the way I, I was, I'll, I'll put all, all that weight back on. The nice thing is I won't lose any of the uh, muscle I've built over that time, but um, some of the fat that I've lost in that time frame will come back. So I need to slowly work my way back into eating for lack of better words normally for me again. Right. So do you track your food currently? Because I know one thing that's really changed is I, I used to hate tracking my food and I would rather yeah. just do something where I didn't. But now that I've really been digging into it and how foods affect me, I have been tracking because if I start to not feel well, I can always look back and go, oh, okay, maybe I put a little bit too much cheese on my eggs right. or, you know, there could be a reason and it's more kind of a learning kind of education for me. So do you track your food? I do this month. Um, yeah. I've never done it before. I've attempted it in the past, but I never really did it properly. So I, I bought a set of scales that are in the kitchen. Uh, so I know, okay, I am, I am eating 16 ounces of beef or chicken or whatever. Uh, usually I'll sit down and a couple of days out plan my next three or four days of eating, which for me has usually been either one meal or two meals a day. Uh, it just depends on what I feel like doing that day. Um, this being the last week of the, of the cut, um, lower fat and everything else. I'm like, I'm getting hungrier during the day and it's, it's, it's agitating, but it doesn't bother me. I mean, it's, I've done it before. So it's just keep going, but I know exactly, okay, I'm having this many calories, this much fat protein and so forth. Um, and it's interesting, interesting to see. Uh, so I, I know without having recorded it, I was probably eating you know, three or four times more fat than I ever needed in the past. Uh, just when I was, Hey, it's all low carb. Yes. It's usually um, just meat with some veggies. I never had enough to worry about uh, going over my carb count, but the the cheeses and the cream sauces and stuff would really add up quickly. And uh, looking at it, it's like, well, that that's a good reason why I wasn't losing extra fat uh, over the last year or so. Uh, so it, it has been interesting um, to, to have to do that. And I know for at least another, uh, I think, eight to 10 weeks, I'll probably continue to do that as I uh, reverse diet back out of this and then take a step back and decide where to go from there. Right. Yeah. I'm doing a DSK. So deeper state mm -hmm. keto for those of you who have never heard of that. And I'm just in the cutting phase as well. So every day the protein and the fats are starting to go down, which is good. I mean, I'm trying to use olive oil mm -hmm. more. I'll put that in my coffee with a little bit of cream um, but it, it is getting challenging. I mean, the lower protein portion I'm really struggling with because I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I usually plan out my day the night mm -hmm. before and I'll be past lunch and I'm like, oh crap, I don't have any more room for protein. Yep. So, um, but I find the higher fat is helping with mm -hmm. my hunger. Right. And I don't feel the, the necessity to eat right. three meals a day anymore. I think that's one of the, this, uh, the way Danny does, it's a little different. The protein stays the same 
all four weeks, you titrate the fat back. And I think that's where, you know, initially the first two or three weeks, no big deal. But now that the fats, come, you know, come down a good 20 or 30 grams from week one, it's, that's where it's like, oh, um, I can feel that little bit of a tingle. Usually when I start, when I do that, I'll go get a, just drink a bottle of water. If it's late at night, I might make a, uh, a tea to help calm my body, you know, calm things down and I get ready for bed and so forth. And it's, it's enough to just say, okay, got it. And uh, to keep going. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I've never done it before. Um, now I'm, I'll see what happens once I get back out of it and turn around and probably do it again later this year. Um, I know I physically look and feel better than I ever have, but there's still that stuff in the middle that I can see that it's there and I still want to keep working on to, to get rid of. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I really appreciate the fact about you that you like to try new things. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing that I've really realized over the last six months is being more open-minded to trying yeah. out new things. And almost, uh, I was actually recording an episode this morning and I talked about, you know, those books, uh, choose your own adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I used to read those all the time and I've almost incorporated my nutrition as yeah. that, right? Going, okay, I've heard all these really cool things. I'm going to pick this, this, and this. So I've almost built my own yeah. plan from taking everybody else's advice. And it's been something now that I've been able to mm -hmm. maintain. And it, yeah, so, it, it's nice having people to pull from. So like meat and bricks, yeah. you can sit there and go, I never thought of that. Um, or now with the the carnivore keto cut it's by again a couple of people like oh my goodness like the um basically ground beef egg drop soup i just sat there one day i'm like you know i've got bone broth i've got beef i need to have eggs today there you go it's that simple add some seasonings and you're done and yet you know how many people several people are like oh my goodness this is this is dinner tomorrow you're my savior i i just <laughs> you know look for different ways to, to eat things and uh, the fun part is trying to remember to write it down so that I can share it with other people. I've learned in, in the groups to start underneath it saying, well, here's what I did so that uh, other people can go ahead and share that also. But I just, I enjoy playing with um, different meats and seasonings and so forth to find different ways to have stuff. It doesn't always work. Uh, a couple times uh, the family's like, it works. It, it was dinner. <laughs> okay. Mark that one off. Don't do that again. Uh, but most of the time, um, they they like they like what uh, what is made. A couple times, she kind of drives my wife nuts because I'm eating differently than the rest of the family, and usually mm -hmm. I'm cooking both of the meals. But once or twice, she's like, "What you're eating looks really good. Can can we? Okay, well, I guess I'll have to remember to make that for dinner one night because this is my <laughs> bowl." Um, so yeah, I mean, even even then, I even made chicken and waffles the a uh, couple weeks ago. Just made chaffles with eggs and shredded chicken and threw it on top and was done uh pro oh, probably yum. mixed in some i make avocado mayo for the extra fat right but the the, the chaffle itself was just some of the shredded chicken with a scrambled egg thrown into a waffle maker and it's done uh so you get your eggs your eggs meat uh some fat from the either butter or avocado mayo and off you go which is dinner yeah, tonight I, I just haven't told my wife yet <laughs> That sounds delicious. I know you, I think you played such a big role in that meat and bricks community because I know that after a while I was just, you know, I bought some of your seasonings mm -hmm. and I would just have the ground beef and maybe throw an egg on top. And then I'd see a recipe that you posted and 
I love how creative you are with your food. Mm -hmm. um, so why don't you tell us a bit about that? And of course, select savory seasonings, because sure. I think you helped a lot of people carry this on by being so creative and sharing that with people. Yep. Uh, so I have uh, several places people can go for help with that. I have uh, my website, creativeketocook.com, which on the blog part of that, I do my best to get recipes up there for people to, to be able to use. Um, actually a friend of mine, uh, the other day, we were a couple of weeks ago, we're visiting friends and I have a, a savory wing rub and we were having hamburgers. I put on the hamburgers and she goes, I would have never thought to use something on, on something that it didn't say was on the box, on the label. I'm like, Buffalo seasoning tastes good on beef too. You know, just be willing to go, I don't know. Let me try it. Yeah. It doesn't work, you know, choke it down and you know, not to do it next time. Um, I've done that a couple times and, uh, with that, um, to, and I, I started that to help people cause I, I just think of things and, uh, or find ways to adjust, um, you know, other recipes that I've liked in the past and go from there. I, for example, a lot of people love fathead pizza, but they're like, yeah, but I hate almond. Meal. I don't want nuts. I don't want almond meal. I like, great. Buy a bag of pork rinds, grind them up in a blender and use that instead of the almond meal done. Now, yes, you still have dairy. If you're trying to cut back dairy, that makes it tough. But there you go. Uh, one quick substitute that a lot of people just go, oh, I would have never thought of that. And um, with that also, it was, again, it was not long after my wife actually challenged me to lose, you know, who could lose 10 pounds the fastest. So it was late 2017. Um, I was at the, the grocery store and looking for a, a barbecue rub because I was either going to make some pulled pork or um, uh ribs i just can't remember which and the store had probably 50 jars of barbecue sauce uh, rubs every last one started with sugar as the first or second ingredient and i, I just stood back from the rack i just looked at it and said this, this sucks uh, i'm gonna go start my own company because i'm not the only person who does not want this anymore in their, in their life mm -hmm. now in the past i would have said well it says right here zero carbs and zero sugar on the nutrition label so even though the sugar in here must be it's you know not, no big deal and then from reading and listening to the podcast, I come to find out, oh, it's because legally they can say zero if there's less than half a gram of sugar or carbs in there. So if you look at most uh, seasonings, you'll notice the serving size is a quarter of a teaspoon. That way they can round down to zero and say there's zero carbs, there's zero sugar, there's zero calories. Uh, and despite the fact if you made it a teaspoon, um, well, wait a minute, now you have it in there. Right. Uh, actually, I got a perfect example of it sitting here. It's not seasonings, but um, before I, as I was working on starting my select savory snacks, um, I was at the grocery store and picked up uh, some biltong that was there. And if you look at per serving, it says zero carbs, zero sugars, uh, so forth and so on. But if you look at the ingredients, raisin juice concentrate is an ingredient. Okay, raisin juice is just straight up sugar. But if you look at per package so the container is 2.25 ounces now there's one carb and two total sugars so you uh, you almost double you a little, little more than double the single serving count and now you have carbs and sugars that were not counted in the single serving because now it's more than 0.5 they have to put it on the package um, ironically enough i don't know why they put the per container nutrition on there uh, most companies want to because on the front it boldly says zero carbs per serving yeah but if you eat the whole bag like i'm gonna do 
well, there's one carb and two sugars, then that I don't understand either because sugars are carbs. It yeah. has to be one carb and two sugars. Um, and it's the same with spices. You go with what I do on all of ours, especially on our website, it's one teaspoon servings. And yes, spices are going to have naturally carbs and sugars in them. Uh, but everything that we sell, it has absolutely no added sugars. There's no additives. There's no MSG. I get that question. We're getting that question a lot lately. Is there any MSG in your stuff? No, the, it's nuts. It's, or it's nuts and seeds on a couple of them, and then it's herbs and spices. It's clean. It's healthy. Um, all of our select savory seasonings are small batch produced to keep them fresh. Uh, they're so fresh that we put package dates, not expiration dates, because you get about two years of um, before spices start to lose their, their flavor. So after about two years, you can just look at the bottle, add two to the year. You know exactly where you're at. Uh, I was at the store a couple months ago just out of curiosity. There were jars of spices on the shelf that had four-year expiration dates. And I still don't know when they packaged it. It could have been packaged six months to 12 months ago. So they're saying five years from when it's packaged. Um, plus, the quality is much higher. Uh, we, we use the highest quality ingredients, which uh, make a very big difference. Uh, for example, like with our onion and garlic seasonings, I tell everybody, start with half of what a recipe calls for um, because you might regret it. I Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> um, I, I made uh, some cheesy garlic. Mock, it was a mock red lobster biscuits, and I put the full amount of garlic that it called for, and oh my goodness, I ate them, but <laughs> it was strong. Uh, so it, it, they're just, they're so much more fresh and flavorful. I mean, everybody that tries them is like, I, they're blown away at how good they are, how little they need to use uh, because there's so much flavor in half of a serving of what you would normally buy in the store because of, of the freshness and of the quality of the seasonings. And the idea behind that was to help people add variety to their diet. Um, how often have you heard, and I've heard it a lot, I know Adam has that, hey, um, I can't eat the same thing every day ground beef every day, eggs every day. That's ridiculous. I can't do that. Okay. Well, first of all, that's not what you have to do. There's, there's steaks, there's ground beef, there's chicken, there's pork, there's ribs, there's bacon. There's a lot of variety. You've got vegetables you can throw in there, but by simply changing the seasoning that you put on something, you can have the same meal, but be completely different two days in a row. Mm -hmm. I had one case where Family was gone. I was making hamburgers. I seasoned one burger with one and one with another. And as I went back and forth, it was like I was eating two completely different things. Uh, having your garlic pepper on one, so it had a nice bite to it and some heat and um, probably ranch on the other one, knowing me. And it was great because it's like, oh, this tastes good. And then I get to take a bite of the other one. I was like, oh, well, that tastes good too. And it added just right there. I had variety in my meal, but I had the same thing, two hamburgers. Um, and it, it just makes it easy on the people to add that variety to, um, to your, to your diets every day. It does. And, you know, you also brought up an amazing point and something that I've been struggling with lately when I go shopping is I'm learning how to create variety, especially cause I can only have 10 grams of carbs. And mm -hmm. until you actually do something like that, you don't realize like even adding a couple cups of spinach and some yeah. mushrooms, well, you're over your carbs already. And, mm -hmm you know, going to the grocery store and right away seeing that, oh, zero carbs or zero net carbs. Well, yep. if you're tracking like I am, as soon as you plug that in, it doesn't matter how much fiber is in that, you're still getting that five yep. grams of carbs. And so for me, it goes by the, um, the total amount of carbs. I don't go yes. by net amount. Yep. And it's shocking how 
companies promote zero carbs, zero mm -hmm. sugar, because it's absolutely not true. I mean, I, I remember grabbing some beef jerky once and I went to go track it and I'm like, wait a minute, this says like no carbs. And it's like for one teeny little piece. Yeah. Yeah. One, a one ounce serving is usually what it's going to be. Um, and there's some out there that right on the front, zero sugar, big, bold letters, zero sugar. And every time I see that, I grab it, flip it over. Okay. Zero carbs, zero sugar, ingredients, ingredients, less than 2% of pineapple juice concentrate, asterisk. Asterisk says, uh, this might be, it's going to be close to this, insignificant amount, dietarily insignificant amount of, <gasps> right for it, sugar. Yeah. Oh, that means there's sugar in here. But it says zero sugar on the front. So legally, because it's set, I, my serving size is correct, legally we can boldly print zero sugar on the front, despite the fact the package clearly says on the back, sugar is in here. Now, I know a lot of people would, for themselves, that doesn't bother them. That's great. But I'm to the point now, I don't want any added sugar in my diet. I know what it does to my body. Uh, it can trigger uh, binges and so forth. I, I don't want it. Uh, I've, I've bought pork rinds, plain pork rinds, open the bag, didn't look at them, I started eating them, I go, there's sugar in these, flip it over, sure enough, brown sugar is one of the ingredients. Plain pork rinds, no flavor, so it's not like it's barbecue and they sweeten them, it's just plain pork rinds. Oh yeah, look, right there, it says sugar, throw them away, I don't even finish the bag, because uh, I, I just don't want it anymore. And they, they play those games, and that's one of the games that um, I, I don't want to play. I want to make, I want to offer people um, sugar-free additive free seasonings and products that'll help them um, learn how to cook good tasty food that's good for them so they can lose weight, get healthy and feel amazing. I mean, that's the point. Uh, that's why I started Select Savory Seasonings is to help people do that. And then from there, uh, working on expanding uh, with Select Savory Snacks. Uh, over the last two years, I kept getting asked, do you know of a good clean beef jerky? Yeah, no. Um, now there are one or two out there, uh, but it's like chewing on a tire because <laughs> when you dehydrate beef that has nothing but water and salt on it, everything comes out. Yeah. Um, so it, 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 you have to literally, I've, I've tried it. I just kind of stick it down. Like I'm doing chewing tobacco down in the corner of my mouth and let the saliva soften it up for the next day or two. And finally I can chew it and eat it. Yeah. Um, and so my original goal was to, to come out with a beef jerky that was, didn't use the soy sauces and so forth. Cause I know, uh, Soy does not uh, work well on our, with our bodies. And in that process, I was talking to Dr. Sean Baker. On, I was actually on the HPO podcast with him and Zach Bitter. And he goes, you'd really need to look into Biltong. Um, I said, okay, wrote it down and did a quick Google search. And I'm like, oh, there's a manufacturer of Biltong that's 50 minutes from my house. Long story short, I gave up on beef jerky and started producing Biltong instead. Uh, doesn't use any sugar. It's beef, salt, vinegar. Spices, rosemary, beef powder, vinegar powder. That's the ingredients list. Uh, it's not cooked. It's actually um, air dried. So they cut, they marinate it, cut it in the strips, hang it. And seven to 14 days later, it, it basically is cured. Uh, it's much more tender because uh, it's naturally cured. It doesn't have to use a cooking process. Um, I've actually gone with a higher fatty, a fattier biltong than the vast majority of biltong you find in the United States because lean is not better. The fat adds flavor. And of course, uh, doing a low carb keto diet, the extra fat is helpful. Mm -hmm. And expanding from there, I uh, want to do meat sticks, 
hopefully some pork rinds, the company I was talking to for that. Uh, of course, all that's going on uh, right now is uh, put that on pause uh, with uh, the COVID and so forth going on. Um, there were other things that I'd like to look into, but finding people to help me out with that, like pemmican has been difficult to find. But again, providing those sugar-free meat snacks um, to for people like uh, we go hiking, I'll grab a bag of biltong and take it with us. We've got a, a good, healthy, high-protein snack to take with us. Uh, when I fly to conferences, I can keep it with me on the airplane. Um, <clears throat> use it, you know, if I'm, when I'm at my, my booth all day. Just I want good, healthy, clean meat snacks for people because there's plenty of sugar snacks. They're everywhere. Uh, as we were discussing, possibility of you know uh, getting the keto con. Three quarters of the booths are sugar, or, or I'm sorry, sweetened dessert type stuff, and they're everywhere. Uh, now I have them on occasion. We use them for birthdays and so forth, but that market's saturated. Uh, finding good, clean, healthy meat snacks is been difficult. Uh, so I'm doing my best to with my selects every snacks to get into that, and then um, long term I'd like to start a sauces company, also doing sugar free sauces. Um, so I'll start off with hot sauces because that's easy to do and then work on barbecue sauce recipes. Um, long, you know, again, long-term mayos, salad dressings, uh, with select savory sauces once I get that going. But all of that too is for people to just give them good, healthy, good, healthy, clean products that'll help them lose weight, get healthy and feel amazing. And uh, so far it's been a, it's been an interesting ride. It's been two years now and uh, everything keeps growing a little at a time and, uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Well, I definitely think you're in the right area. And I love how you're, um, it, you state, you know, sugar-free and addictive-free because I can completely relate, obviously, because I have a background of addiction, but not only to, you know, drugs and alcohol, but also to food and sugar. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't until back in, in February, so, you know, a month and a half ago, where you know, I went having these mango smoothies and I would sneak pastries, you know, I'd, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd literally be standing at the buffet waiting for my omelet and, yep. you know, trying to eat as low carb as possible. And the pastries were right there and I'd grab yeah. a couple, put them on my plate, intending to go back to the table. But I'm like, hey, I can just sneak these in right now while I'm yep. waiting for my omelet and head back to the table so my spouse doesn't know that I just had two pastries. And yep. You know, I, I think I was listening to Robert Sykes' podcast where he brought on Dr. Sivas mm -hmm. and, you know, talking about that really, you know, carbs can be lumped right in with drugs and alcohol in yeah. terms of addiction. And I think because a lot of people can't completely relate to that, or maybe mm -hmm. they haven't dealt with addiction in the how most people perceive addiction as being it does come down to what you eat. It comes down to those yeah. snacks and sweeteners. I'm very careful now about the types of sweeteners I put in my coffee or mm -hmm. if I want something because that also triggers cravings for me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't get that. They're like, oh, well, I can just have throw in, you know, sugar substitute. And well, it's got to be healthy. Well, again, you're playing the numbers game. You know, there is, you know, it's a sugar alcohol, so it doesn't count. Well, Okay, but if it's causing you to overeat, it's creating a problem. So instead of eating, you know, 2,500 calories, you're now eating 4,000 because you had dessert and a lot of it. Um, that's the kind of uh, when my wife makes a, it's a nut, I think it's nut free, uh, sugar free chocolate cake, usually for birthdays. And of course, it's using like Hershey's sugar free chips. 
every time I'll have a piece and a piece is a one inch square, eight to 10 pieces later. And then I'm still in a, okay, I'm full. I'm not hungry. I, I physically can feel the fact that there's no room, but I still want more. I just like it was prior. Um, what was I listening to today? I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about how, you know, you, you can go out to eat, load up on protein, 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 have your steak and, and be full. Oh, hey, here's the cheesecake. There's suddenly room for cheesecake. Yes. Because your brain is going, your body is, flips a switch and goes, oh, and uh, you get that dopamine hit from that sugar rush. And it's like, that's it's just the way our bodies are. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it is an addiction because more than once, it's, I, I've done it multiple times. It, it seems like it was every year. Uh, where it's like, okay, I do great. And then comes Christmas, I would go home, visit family. And I haven't had that in a while. I'll have it. And then the next day, it's like, well, you know, yesterday, well, you know, it's been two days, I'll start after the first of the year. And then, you know, the next year comes around, and you're like, well, there went all that hard work, it's gone. And part of my problem was my, my thought process was, well, I just need to lose weight. Um, there was no reason for it. Um, what are, you, what are you doing? I, I'm losing weight. Oh, okay. And nobody ever discussed there or brought up back then. Okay. But why are you losing weight? Why do you need to lose weight? Uh, it's not like, um, you know, the, the guy goes to the doctor and it's like, look, you got two choices here. Um, lifestyle change or, you know, now you're going to be on insulin and all these other medications, uh, for example, too. My why is I don't want to do that. Uh, and that's one of my long-term whys. I, I don't want to uh, be like a lot of the people that are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. They've got this big old pack that once a week, they've got to put 50 different pills in for every single day of the week, morning and evening. One of my whys is if, if I'm taking stuff, it's because I'm taking, you know, what little supplements I need uh, to make sure my body runs optimally. I don't want to have to be filling a prescription thing every single day of the week. And that was the, that was the big thing that finally switched for me is, okay, why do I want to lose weight? It's, and it switched from that to well, why do I want to be healthy? Weight loss is now secondary um, for me because uh, in the past, if I ever stalled for whatever reason, and usually it wasn't a stall, it was probably I ate something I shouldn't have and my body for the next two weeks went, hey, stupid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, the inflammation kicked in, I swelled back up, gained you know, water weight. And in the past, I go, well, I just put 10 pounds back on in two days. Forget it. This isn't worth it. And uh, in the last two years, uh, I've intentionally, uh, well, no, it wasn't intentional. There was one time, uh, it was one of those, we were traveling home, tired, we're all hungry, hit the restaurant. And uh, I could have ordered just, just, you know, meat and protein and been done with it. I'm like, nope, I'm getting that whole meal, supersize it, you know, whatever it was and ate it. And the next day, okay, no big deal. That's fine. Well, the next day, Oh, hey, customer, let's go out for lunch. Where well, okay, well, wherever the customer wants to go. Mexican. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I can do Mexican, but as soon as the chips and salsa hit the table, it's like, ah, forget it. Yeah. So it was only two meals. It was dinner the night, one night, and then lunch the next day. And I had finally learned, okay, the weight I'm about to gain, and it wasn't the case, so there's no surprise. I knew what was going to happen is water weight. 90% of it was... Uh, the inflammation in my body and my body going, whoa, and the inflammation causing, causing the problem. So I, sure enough, I gained about 10 pounds and I could feel it. My knees started to ache like they used to ache all the time. 
uh, back would hurt, um, intestinal distress, and I'm waking up at three in the morning with my body hollering at me going, why did you eat this? It's trying to process all the junk that I ate. And the difference was, again, mindset. Okay, I know this is coming. Now what I need to do is pay attention to my body. What is it telling me? How do I feel? And I got done with that. And before I got done with that, I'm like, I do not ever want to feel like this again. This sucks. And it, the pain and agitation took about a week. The, the weight gain took about two weeks. So it, it took about two weeks to drop that, that inflammation off and get, my, get back to normal, mm-hmm. now, which is about what um, uh, I think Dr. Westman says. He said it takes usually about two weeks for your body to get back to normal from having a, a carb binge. Uh, it's, sometimes it can take a couple of days. It depends on the person, but I wasn't that far along into ketosis yet. It, it was two weeks for me. And it's like, okay, now I'm paying attention when I do have a slip up. Okay, I, I'm not going to beat myself up for it anymore because I know what's going to happen. I know how my body reacts. So now I'm going to pay attention to it. Uh, and the few times I've done it since then, um, one of the nice things is my body doesn't react as badly as it used to. Um, it's more of an agitation. It's just a, it's just like a, t- a tingling pain that just, you're like, what is that? It, oh, wait, I ate something yesterday. Yeah. And it takes a couple of days. And again, my knees usually remind me that's where I feel it the most. Um, when I'll, I'll stand at the bottom of the stairs and be like, really, I got to walk up, please. Uh, whereas when I'm eating like I'm supposed to, when I'm eating healthily, I'll run up, up and down the stairs without a problem. Uh, so really, it, it was just a shift in mindset of, ooh, weight loss to, okay, well, why am I doing what I want to do? Uh, if anybody hasn't listened to a Simon Sinek's um, video, he, and which is Start With Why, and he's got a book called Start With Why, I highly recommend them. They're, they're more business focused, um, but it applies to life. Uh, it's why do you want to do what you want to do and how do you get there? And a lot of people, again, my attitude was, well, I want to lose weight. Well, why do you want to lose weight? Well, because I want to be skinnier. Well, why do you want to be skinnier? That's not your why. And so, and your why will change, your what will change. Uh, like I said, I, weight loss isn't my goal anymore. It's health and longevity. Uh, and if you start adding um, uh, resistance training and so forth, weight loss is, gonna, is going to slow down. Uh, you're going to have now body composition. So start measuring your body and seeing that, oh, the scales aren't moving, but my body is shrinking. Even if you're not exercising, that can happen. I've had a couple of times where I'm like, you know, three weeks in, I was like, I haven't budged. Grab a tape measure. I'm like, I am down two inches and I'm not even exercising. So it's not like I was gaining muscle to make up for it. My body was just going, okay, I'm going to take some time and you're not going to lose weight, but you're going to lose fat. Yeah. And so I highly recommend everybody, you know, at the very least measure, you know, chest, hips, waist and record it, follow it because the scales, uh, they're going to lie to you. Um, you know, I, as a meme said, I, I took the, that liar through it in the corner until it was going to tell me the truth or something. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's just not worth it, um, which is something different again on my end too. I can use it every day now knowing there's going to be you know, rises and lulls. I know if I have a two to three pound weight loss in a day or two, I'm going to, my body bounces. So I could lose three pounds the next day I'm going to be up one. That's how my body responds. But in the past, I'd have been like, really? I just put a pound on and I didn't do anything differently. Well, that's just your body doing what it's doing. And, you know, why do you want to do it? In my case, family, 
Um, you know, I don't want to be here for my wife, my kids, my grandkids. I, you know, I want to be in my 70s and saying, hey, grandkids, let's go. Grandpa wants to go, you know, hike the Grand Canyon. Why are you taking so long to get here? Um, I don't want to sit there and go, grandkids, grandpa loves you, but it, it's it's 11 o'clock. It's nap time. Um, <clears throat> like I said, don't want to have the, the large pill packs. I don't want diabetes. I don't want dementia. I don't want Alzheimer's. I don't want any of these degenerative diseases that, um, from everything I understand and read, is a result of what we put in our, our mouth. Uh, we can. Most of these are modern diseases. They are not uh, throughout. You can't look back through history and go, "Oh, look, diabetes was was rampant back in." The, no, it was it was an old person's disease. And now, um, I was watching the documentary Fat Fiction. Uh, kids as young as six and seven years old are type two diabetic now, and they weigh near as much as I do. Uh, I, I go out. And I see, you know, 12, 13 year old kids weighing 200 plus pounds. Yeah. And I was the big kid in high, in school and I was never that big. Yeah. Um, it, it's heartbreaking. And they're, they're being, they, I mean, they're addicted to the food also. I, a video that uh, has been going around recently, it's a little, little, little girl. Somebody gives her a taste of ice cream. It's on a cone and she takes a lick. Her eyes get as big as saucers with both hands. She grabs the whole cone and shoves it in her mouth. Mm -hmm. Within seconds, her brain went, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Yeah. So if anybody ever doubts that sugar is addictive, there you go. Just watch a little kid. Try to take their ice cream cone. They will fight you and yeah. you will lose. <laughs> yes, I. that is very true. And I really, I think you hit on something really important is that I think we're all on this journey of self-discovery. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. knowing what works for you and what doesn't work is so important. Not letting the scale get to your head because, yep. you know, we don't realize that sometimes when we have that meal that's off plan, it does affect us for a few weeks. And so I think and what I really stress with people that I work with is develop that mindset first. Start with the goals that revolve around mindset, the why you're doing yep. this. And then all that other stuff is just gonna fall into place. You know, you will lose the weight, you are gonna lose inches. Um, I think is really important to hit there and I'm glad that you mentioned that. So, yep. um, you know, you've mentioned your story and your why. What has been the biggest motivator for you? And cause this is a family affair for you. Yeah, it, family is the biggest thing. Um, when my uh, we were expecting our oldest, and I sat down with my wife and said, look, my kids are not going to deal with the things I dealt with growing up. Um, I thought it was completely normal as a kid to wake up at three in the morning because my intestines were killing me. And I had to go downstairs and, and uh, you know, sit in the bathroom for a couple of hours. Now I know, oh, no, that was the sugar and the wheat basically telling my, you know, my intestines going, what is this stuff? You shouldn't have given it to me. I don't want my kids to, to deal with that. I don't want my kids to be the overweight kid in class like I, I was. And said, okay, we are as a family going to, especially the kids, are going to eat at the very least a low carb um, keto, keto diet. Now, kids have a completely different metabolism than I do. I know I'm best off not touching fruits. Um, I, I don't even have a craving for them. So for me, no big deal. But for the kids, that's their treat. Um, on occasion, we'll get them bananas and we'll have bananas for a day or two. Uh, last summer, they went up to New York with my wife, and she grew up where, you know, with the apple orchards of Western New York. They came back with a bag or two of, of Macintosh apples. Great. Enjoy them. Uh, when they're gone, they're gone. Uh, we do a lot more uh, when we do decide to have fruit 
the, the low sugar fruits. So it's, it's summertime, we will get strawberries and blueberries and so forth from the local farmer's market. So we're supporting the local economy and we know that we're getting cleaner ingredients than when we go to a mass retailer. Um, so yes, we're a little more flexible with them, but for the vast majority of it, what we eat is what they eat. Um, eggs for breakfast every single day of the week, 365 days. Yeah, they, there's a, not a day that goes by that they don't have eggs for breakfast and they don't complain. Uh, we'll have it for breakfast. They'll have it for breakfast. And what's for dinner? Bacon and eggs. Woohoo! We're having eggs again. <laughs> they love it. Um, they'll also have either uh, sugar-free or no sugar added applesauce, uh, half a cup or so, and or full-fat Greek yogurt uh, with their breakfast. And lunch is usually just cheese and lunch meat for them. Uh, and then dinner is whatever we make for dinner. Um, our fan, we have not intentionally, but uh, we lean more carnivore-esque. So lots of meats. And again, the, the, the fat-free, uh, the full-fat Greek yogurt is uh, thrown in there for dinner quite often. And they think it's candy. They love it. Um, now they'll have, for them also, nuts are, are of more abundance. I just don't touch them anymore. I can't stop. Um, plus, with the, the higher oxalates, especially in peanuts, I'd rather not deal with it. Yeah. Uh, so I love them. They taste great. But again, that's a trigger food. You know, a handful is, you know, I'm better at it, but still, it's, it's too easy to, you know, handful after handful. Now the jar is empty. Uh, so, and when we go places, most of our, our, our friends understand, hey, this is how you eat. So they're accommodating as best as possible. Hey, you know, will this work? And they, they'll still make some suggestions, you know, and we make it say, hey, you, you cook meats, veggies work great. We're not going to complain. Uh, we'll, we'll come have a good time and go from there. If we have uh, meetings at church, you know, hey, we're having a, a social of some kind. We'll bring something. Usually I'll make our um, mock mac and cheese cauliflower and it is always gone. And almost every time one or two people will go, that was amazing, mac and cheese. I'm like, great, it was cauliflower. And they just stare at me like I have, you know, two heads or something. I'm like, no, there was no macaroni in there. It was cauliflower. Now, granted, there's 50 pounds of three different cheeses. So, and of course, <laughs> about a pound and a half of bacon. But um, we bring something. If, uh, if it, depending on the meal, we'll, we'll make the meat. I'll, hey, look, let's, well, I'll do pulled pork. You know, I'll go grab a 10-pound uh, pork roast, throw it in the smoker overnight, and boom, I have all the meat that I need, plus so does everybody else. And um, nobody's ever complained. Whenever we have guests over, they eat what we eat. We don't sit there and go, well, they're coming over, so let's go ahead and make sure we have rolls to go with dinner. And No, this is how we eat. Yeah. And I have yet to have somebody go, you know, I really hate coming over to your house to eat for lunch or dinner. It, the food's just so bland. It does, it's, it, Every single time, it's man, that was great stuff. Oh, we appreciate that. Oh, you, you're such a good cook, and I'm like, man, I thank you. And yet, it's <laughs> the fat and the food that that helps add the flavor. And then, of course, combining that with the fresh seasonings and, and spices, um, it, it's it's not this bland, you know, ho hum diet that people think low carb and keto is. It mm -hmm. is full of flavor, and uh, you just either you need to learn how to do it or you know, find websites and groups and so forth where you can sit down and go, oh, how did you do that? Um, and I recommend websites and stuff that hopefully are more simple because um, there's a lot of them out there that, you know, you're like, 
I have to get what again? And where do I, maybe Amazon has it, yeah. you know? <clears throat> My wife every now and then will be like, do you know what this is? No, go to Amazon and look, cause I don't know. And usually that's a dessert, but I've seen, even seen some just dinner recipes that you're like, why do I need, you know, X, Y, and Z? Um, okay, it may add a little consistency thing, but uh, I try to keep it as simple as possible because too many people give up because it's complicated. It, you know, a lot of these cookbooks and stuff that people come out with, you sit there and go, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm using this ingredient once for this one recipe. Well, I'd rather have, you know, you use the same ingredient multiple times and or keep it as um, simple, but uh, is, is not the right word, but um, you know, hey, for example, ground beef is the main ingredient. And now you're changing is, you know, which seasoning I'm using, or maybe instead of, you know, a cream sauce, I make a cheese sauce. Just make little tweaks to the same thing, but the flavor and the profile is completely different every single time. Yeah, I, you know what? And it's lately I've been looking up all these low carb recipes and I'll scan through them. And if there's more than five ingredients, I'm like next, right? So yeah. I always, I always uh, will look for something that's very simple. So like you said, I don't have to go and buy yeah. one seasoning. We have a cupboard full of seasoning that we never use anymore. So, yeah. but um, yeah, I absolutely love what you do. I'm actually going to post your link in um, our Facebook group after, mm -hmm. because I would love people that especially are doing keto and looking for seasoning options that are sugar-free mm -hmm. and addictive-free um, so they know about it. How else can people get a hold of you if they want to buy anything or, you know, look up more about you? Sure. Um, for recipes, creativeketocook.com. And uh, just click on the blog. That's the only thing that I do my best to keep updated on there right now. Um, back to recipes. One thing that drives me nuts is there is three pages to scroll through of how grandma used to make this recipe and how I found a way to, this is grandma's recipe, but now it's my recipe. And let me tell you the 50 days it took me to tweak this recipe. I just want to know the ingredients and how to make it. <laughs> so I may have a story. It's a paragraph or two. And then there's your recipe. It'll be a picture. Hey, we used to do this as kids here. Here's the recipe. So you don't have to scroll through 50 million things to get to what are you doing? Um, a couple of them have more than five ingredients, but they're the, you know, the ones where you're like, well, I really want that pizza type thing. Yeah. Um, so that's just one of the things that drive me nuts. Uh, so that's on the creativeketocook.com. Uh, for spices, it's uh, selectseasonings.com. That is plural, selectseasonings.com. We have over 50 different seasonings and spices on there. Um, <clears throat> we try to add uh, one or two every month, and uh, we, we're going to be adding some more here uh, in April and continue to grow from there. And, um, also for the snacks, it's selectsaverysnacks.com. Right now we just have our original flavor Biltong, uh, which we launched, uh, this month. If this comes out, it's now March. So, uh, it's brand new, um, to the market, been doing very well. Uh, several people that have, have tried it have just, uh, everybody's like, uh, there's one problem or two problems. Either A, I have to share, uh, because it tastes so good or B, I eat the whole bag and, I get it. They're, I'm going to eat my profits if I don't watch it. So, um, <laughs> so select savory seasonings or select seasonings.com and select savory snacks.com. Um, same thing with all of the uh, online uh, social medias. Uh, Twitter is creative keto cook.com. So creative doesn't have the E at the end. Um, Facebook and Instagram, 
uh, for creative keto, select savory seasonings and uh, select savory snacks right now is just on Instagram. Uh, but all, all of them are on there and I am active on all of them. I do my best to post a couple times a day. If you have questions, you know, shoot me a DM, send me a message on Facebook. I do my best to, to get back to you within a day or so. And um, if you have something that you're like, you know, I love this, but it's full of sugar. You know, it's like a, a seasoning blend. Um, hey, ask. That might be something I can do. I had somebody say, hey, I, I love satay seasoning, but where I buy it's got sugar. Well, let me look into it. You know, talk to my supplier. Yep, sure enough, they've got something I could do. Great, here you go. Um, same with the snacks. Um, I, I like I've, I've mentioned the few that I'm working on, but there's others out there. And hey, have you thought of, you know, if I haven't, I make a note of it, and it's something to look at down the road. Uh, the joys of, of of trying to run a business when it, uh, it takes money to make money. So right. it's one step at a time, and um, so far so good. And we'll just keep going from there. Our goal is to help everybody get healthy, lose weight, and feel amazing. Well, I really appreciate that. And again, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you. And before I forget, uh, if they use coupon code road to health, all one word, that'll give them 10% off either website. Awesome. Well, we are going to be promoting the crap out of that. So thank Thank you you. so much, Corey. I appreciate it. Have a great day. I feel so lucky that I get to interview people like Corey and, you know, just people that have been in groups that I've been a part of and have this uh, super inspirational story to share and are so knowledgeable. I mean, I really enjoyed the, the, the conversation where we talked about the labels because that is something that has always just gotten to me. You know, I look at something and on the cover, and I've learned how to read labels a lot better now, but I look at the cover and it says, you know, no carbs, no sugar, no fat. And I'm really drawn into that. And it really sucks sometimes because you get home and you're like, yes, I'm going to eat this full bag. It has no carbs, no sugar, super pumped. And then I log my food. So I'll often take a picture of the barcode and I put in my serving and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I can't be eating this. So I have to give it away or throw it out or, you know, what usually will happen is I'll just eat it anyway. So I hope you enjoyed that show as much as I did. And just to let you guys know, I am currently offering a free 30-minute assessment coaching call. I have started my coaching business and I'm super excited because I love to work with people and just help them figure out the roadblocks that get in their way of them accomplishing their goals because I have so much experience with this kind of thing and I've worked with lots of people in the past to help them discover what really keeps them held back. So I have extensive knowledge on yo-yo dieting. I've been there. I struggle with it. I still struggle daily, but because I've switched my focus not only on goals, but also on mindset, I've learned to develop habits and different uh, vehicles to get to my destination. And it's really, really turned my life around. I also have uh, experience with addiction, not only with drugs and alcohol, but also with food. I know what it's like to eat something and not be able to stop. I know what it's like to go to extremes when you know you so badly want to lose weight or get healthy. So 
if you guys would like to chat, it's absolutely free. Then you can decide if you want to carry on and get into some one-on-one coaching. I'm also, like I mentioned, launching a course. I believe that's going to happen the beginning of May. So I'll be looking for some people to do a beta test, which will mean that you know, the course will be typically 197 or there will also be a VIP lifetime option and you will have the opportunity to get into it for a much lower price. Space will be limited. Um, I'll be posting that within the Facebook group soon. So if you're not part of the group and you want some extra support, motivation, or you want to be part of some challenges, check that out. It's called the Road to Health Podcast. Uh, And you know what? Till next time, guys, make sure you stay safe out there if you want to chat check it out. Go to my website, www.theroadtohealthpodcast and stay safe out there. That wraps up another episode of the Road to Health Podcast, where my goal is to provide you with content that not only inspires you, but also provides information and strategies that you can use to implement in your own journey. I know from experience, it can be super hard to make healthy lifestyle changes that actually stick. I've worked with people to help them define their goals and identify the roadblocks that stop them from achieving them. If you would like to take advantage of a free 30-minute call to figure out how to achieve your goals, visit my website today at www.theroadtohealth.me. When you're there, make sure you download the latest copy of my five tips to staying positive while working from home. And until next time, be safe and healthy.